Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio. And your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to another episode of Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we have a double shot of Maddie Light and enjoy summertime all the time with Bexley Moms and a re-air of our interview with Hidden Places from last week. Let's lead things off with a song of the summer for three years in a row, or so they tell me, called Couchsurfing USA.
That was Couchsurfing USA by Bexley Moms. Inspired by beaches, sunshine, and water parks, this duo from Capitol College bring the joy and energy of a day at the water park to their music. Let's learn more. Tonight, we are going to a place we all wish we could go. We're going to the water park. We're going to the beach. We got beach vibes going on on the Zoom call. I got to get these cool Zoom backgrounds because we got the Bexley Moms here. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Let's start off by having you guys introduce yourself, telling us a little bit about what you do. The floor is yours. Yeah, um, I'm Brady. I play guitar and I sing backing vocals in the band Bexley Moms. You also sing like real vocals too. I sing sometimes, but not often. Matt's kind of that. Cool. I'm I'm Matt. Uh, I also play guitar and also sing. And then also we both uh, produce all our songs too in the the band Bexley Moms. Bexley Moms here. You guys also have had the uh, song of the summer three summers in a row there. I was listening to, to Couch Surfing USA there uh, b- before you guys called in. Let's, let's, let's just start there. Where does the, the love for summer, the love for water parks, if you search Bexley Moms or anything like that, you're going to notice that they have a, uh, a great passion, a great love for the, the wonderful uh, water parks and just summer in general. It's summer all the time with you guys, if I, if I was reading your guys' stuff correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Um, I honestly, I forget exactly how it started, but it was definitely that song. I think definitely when we were writing it, just kind of really set ourselves on that course of just summer all the time. Um, I, I wrote that um, and I sent like the demo to Brie. We like put out like two other songs before that. Um, just I think that we wrote together in like a week, like uh, before our first show we ever played. Um, but this one, I think it was already when I went home for like after college because we both went to Capital University, which is in Bexley, Ohio. Um, so that's where we got the Bexley mom's name. But um, yeah, I, I wrote it like before, right before I moved to Florida for a summer where I worked at Disney World. Um, so I just wanted to really kind of capture just the, the feeling of feeling of summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Brie, go ahead. I don't, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Okay. Just like as soon as, soon as he sent that to me, I was like, this is kind of the vibe. And so I, I feel like I personally just really ran with it. And, and, you know, it's it's amazing to me. There's something about summer that just, you know, breeds a whole different type of music. And, and it's it's pretty amazing, I feel like, how the seasons really play into, you know, what people are listening to. Or at least for me, does that happen to you guys as well? Like, as the seasons go, there's just one band I always think of. It's like, I listen to Vampire Weekend specifically in the spring. Like, I feel like I can't really listen to Vampire Weekend much outside of the springtime because something about, I don't know if I just associate that with that, but do you guys find yourself like kind of listening to certain music in certain seasons or certain times of the year? Obviously, other than the obvious answer of like holiday music. <laughs> um, I, I definitely agree with Vampire Weekend being a spring band. Like they're definitely like the it's like the, the it's finally warm like there's yeah. just something about it it's like i can just imagine like opening the window in my dorm room and like the first like spring air kind of comes through and it's like oh this reminds me of vampire week i'm just gonna listen to them which is <laughs> which is nice but anyway just before before we go back to the tunes i gotta know summer summer working working with 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 big disney there what what is it like to be on on the uh the, the battlegrounds of of of, of disney it was it was a magical experience. Um, it was very weird, actually. Uh, on Friday, 
I think somehow I'm still in like a Facebook group of like all my coworkers uh, where we like exchange shifts and stuff. But um, because they've been closed for like over a month and a half now, like it was definitely like weird vibes, like catching up with people, just like being like furloughed and just like being at home and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was fun. Like uh, a lot of a lot of being out in the, the Florida heat, getting tan lines, um, getting sweaty. I was a photographer there at Epcot, so um, got to like meet a lot of really cool people and like hang out with a lot of fun guests and hang out with characters and stuff. That's that's a I feel like that's a more that's a one of the more fun jobs. I don't know if fun is is the right word, but that seems like it's one of the 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 more enjoyable jobs here. We're talking to Bexley Moms here, and uh, we're talking about tunes, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, You guys, of course, were part of uh, the Hidden Places Birthday Bash Instagram. David's desktop celebration as well. Uh, what else have you guys been up to? I, I know uh, Bree was telling me before that you guys uh, are, or she's in Pittsburgh at least. How have you guys been uh, handling kind of being separated? If you guys are separate, are you in Pittsburgh as well? I'm in Dayton, Ohio. Right. That's what I, yeah. I feel like. That's what I remember from when we were talking yeah, last Dayton, week Ohio. there. So uh, how have you guys been managing, you know, the band uh, being, being separated? Uh, the funny thing about being in the band is that like, we're always separated. Yeah. Matt, like, lives in Dayton and I'm jumping between Columbus where I go to school and Pittsburgh where I'm from and so literally besides like a couple of the shows we play or maybe if we want to practice all of our communication is via like text and via the internet so it's not yeah. really something we've had to do much yeah okay. we're, we're very used to it because the song yeah, another song we sent to you Wild, Wild Water Kingdom uh Brie wrote like that part when I was in Florida and that was like I think one of the only like big songs I remember actually like writing in my like uh apartment in like Orlando was was that song I just remember like bringing out my guitar and like going crazy for that um but yeah I think a lot of it's just kind of like that's also just how we work really well too just sending stuff back and forth and just like giving each other ideas and then just kind of being able to like take turns and kind of add our own thing just from a distance. Um, so I think that that definitely helps. The only thing like, I feel like we're both guilty of is just cause we're not close together and we don't have like scheduled like studio time or stuff. Like it's definitely hard to find the motivation to actually like make more stuff. But like mm-hmm. when we do, it's cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it is that it is hard to when you're not like kind of close together, or at least like close ish to, to have that kind of little constant reminder of like, let's keep grinding, let's keep working. But it's great that you guys are still able to have found a system that works for you guys. And Brie, I know Matt's involved in other projects. Are you involved in other like, other bands and things like that as well? Yeah, um, I have my own band called Salt Lick. This plays in Columbus. Matt actually drums for that band. So um yeah, that's my other project. Then I do some beats on the side for a project called Out of Phase. But besides that, have a, another band uh, called You Were Afraid. Oh yeah, like, I low core shoegaze mini project called You Were Afraid. I have a lot of tiny projects, but Salt Lake is my band, like my big band, and Bexley Moms is another big priority of mine. Yeah, another cool thing that Bree does too. Um, is she is the music director at WXC Radio and at Capital University. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Music Directors Unite. I was oh, a yeah. music director for a little bit there uh, here at Power 105 for a bit before. I was, I moved I was too. Not All right. So let's go. Yeah, it was radio radio meetup. Let's CMK go. 2020. 
That's what I'm talking about. The, the, the radio family here. And, that, yeah. and so, uh, honestly, I, I, that actually might lead, that's a, that's a whole thing we might have to dive into, but first Bree, before, uh, before I lose this question, I did want to ask and, and Matt too, uh, you guys mentioned a lot of, uh, this project is done with you guys being a little bit separated. Um, how was that a different and, and what's the, the, how was that different versus your other projects? Like your approaches or just kind of the creative process. Is there any difference when you're kind of doing the thing a little bit more separated and you have, for both of you, three, four projects going on in the background at the same time? Um, a lot of the stuff I write for my other things, I write myself. So I, it's just only me in the entire process. So just like having another ear to listen and kind of give me feedback, regardless of if he's like in the same room as me or like in a different city, it's just always like helps push me more. So um, I just think like the whole writing process in general, whether it's separate or together with Matt in this project is just like really great. Yeah, I think most, or I guess like at least Hidden Places, like we don't write like the way that we do for this, like Hidden Places very much, we just get in a basement and jam and hopefully something cool happens, which um, I haven't really obviously been doing much of that recently, but um, it's definitely good to be able to collaborate in somebody in this way of just kind of like sending stuff back and forth. Um, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's definitely really good to have somebody else to lean on for like advice and like, uh, like different, different ideas to that can be added to it. I think that's really cool. More from Bexley moms next here on groovy soup. This is groovy soup on power one Oh five. This is groovy soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. There's still plenty of time to catch a few more rides at the water park with Bexley Moms. In fact, let's check out this new area of the park called Wild Water Kingdom.
That was Wild Water Kingdom by Bexley Moms. We have lots more to talk about with this duo, so back to the beach we go. Yeah, and again, I think it just goes to how cool it is that, you know, you, you physically have that distance, but you still can create music together. And it's just a you know, prime example of if you want to create music and, and if you want to do it your style and your way, while there is an investment of not only time and money, it's, it's possible to do it on your own and, and from home and things like that. Well, that was pretty cool when your mug went up there. You completely turned into the, your background there of the, of the water park here. We got uh, the Bexley moms here. We got Bree and Matt uh, talking all sorts of cool stuff. So let's dive in a little bit actually about the radio question now. Now that uh, we see that side, being a music director, getting involved in the music industry, uh, you know, in the radio business, whether that be on the student radio perspective or even on whatever other scales that you guys have have done it, has how has that uh, has that impacted your your views as a musician at all? Like, I, I don't play music myself, so for me, it's just kind of I, I'm trying to be the best guy behind the mic. That's kind of my instrument that I'm working on. So that's when I. But it, has being a music director or involved in radio uh, changed or impacted your look at music or your approach? to music at all for me it's definitely at least changed the way i viewed like presenting myself as an artist yeah because i'm the one fielding all of the emails i know what like professionals in the industry want to see and what they don't and so i try to frame myself and frame like the music that we do in a way that i know as a music director i would find appealing mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree with that of just um because, like, you can make music all you want, but it's really hard to, like, be able to market it the right way and being able to be on the receiving end and be like, oh, this is what I like to see, like, coming to me. Like, I know how to, like, return that to other people and, like, know how to, like, do that. And I think it's it's hard, at least, because, uh, like, when you're a musician, you want to focus on just the music. And it's definitely, I think, it's definitely a challenge and a struggle, like, once you actually get it all together and are trying to send it to people to try and, like, do that like in a in a effective way and really put in the effort to do that because it's a lot of effort to do that and that's right. why people pay people to do it mm-hmm. um, but i think when you when you are able to do that uh that's kind of that's kind of the goal right and, and it's interesting too it kind of goes a little bit with what we were talking about last week matt with there's just so many other elements that go into the release and the creation of music that's the visuals it's now you know and also on top of just the visual component it's the social media promotion it's just the radio promotion it's it's getting out there and having people listen to it after you put all this all this hard work into into creating tunes and one of your guys' uh marketing pitches uh worked pretty well i i, I remember watching this video i stumbled upon a pretty famous uh online music personality <laughs> ended up reviewing oh, yeah. his songs uh your song myspace there anthony fantano uh there if uh, people are familiar you know the guy with the big glasses does the huge music reviews if you if you watch music reviews on the internet you have seen this guy talk about music i'm sure and so, so so run me through that not only pitching it to him and then seeing your guys's music in uh you know this this guy's video and and hearing what he had to say about it that was all mad actually mom's yeah, um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, his, like, alternate channel. Um, I think it's just called Fantano. But he always, um, like, I think every so often he has, like, uh, just rate, like, uh, fans, like, and, like, viewers' music that, like, he just gets submitted to him. So I think, like, one day at the beginning of the year I just saw it and I was just like, I'm going to submit Bexley Moms. Um, but the, the way I framed it was, um, uh, <laughs> I think, a little, a little controversial, at least yeah. in Fantano. Um, yeah, if I recall correctly, uh, he he he. Uh, the, the pitch the pitch sold him, but he he wasn't quite sure the description matched. Yeah, up. Yeah, he was. Uh, um, we said we sounded like uh, if Brian Wilson was in a hundred gex, <laughs> uh, and he was like, "Yes, 
I like that. And then he heard it and he was just like, oh, this is just surf rock stuff. But <laughs> I don't know. He did, he did like, like it. It's just not his thing. Like, Anthony mm-hmm. Fantano is just not a, a surfy, surfy guy. He doesn't get to the beach too often. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like influentially, like, I think those are some of the biggest, like, influences to the way I approach, like, this music is, um, like, Brian Wilson, like, Beach Boys. Um, then just, I guess not really 100 Gex necessarily, but... Um, we both like, listen to 100 Yeah, Gex. definitely Dylan Brady, though. Um, oh, yeah. He was a there's, a, there's a song that he did um, with uh, somebody named Ravenna Golden. It's called 180. It's on Spotify. It's really good. But I think that was, like, such an important, like, frame of reference to me. Because it's, like, this pop song, but it's just, like, or it's more just, like, a punk song. But it's just completely just clipping, just, like, it makes, like, sleigh bells look like an acoustic band of, like, how, like, loud these drums are. Um, and then Ravenna Gold is just like singing and like auto tune like through all this like chaos and it's just so it's so good. I feel like that was such a big like reference for me and that was a good like influence at a point where we were like trying to make music of trying to find like a reference. So I think that was that was really big and that's why I, I like the hundred gex thing. I also said I think in a separate tweet you didn't say it, but um, Brian Wilson and Smash Mouth because um, I also love Smash Mouth to death. That's a, you know, it's a, that's a, that's an interesting uh, matchup as well there. And, and Smash Mouth, you know, you, you, they definitely have that, uh, I feel like, you know, that summer vibe a, a, as well there. And uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the surf rock and, and the Beach Boys. This is Why do you think, I mean, that, is it just because of the sound and just the things that they talked about that that's just what led to making surf rock and just that summer music so popular? Or was it just, you know, obviously their talent as musicians? Why was it just the ideas of surf rock that really, ident- that people really just latched onto and love so much that it's carry on to this day i mean you still can't go wrong with throwing on the beach boys and going down and, and, and getting near the water uh, um yeah i think um i don't know for me personally um i feel like a lot of this is just a really nostalgic thing for me like i have like very vivid memories of being like I don't know, like five or six years old and like driving to my, with my dad to like go to the pool and he had the uh, Beach Boys greatest hits on. And like, I feel like just lots of um, like really important memories from my childhood, like come from this music. And like, I'm from Cleveland, so it's not even like a beachy place, but like going to like Cedar Point, Soak City and just kind of having that like nostalgia, I think is something really driving for this project. And I want to make things that are like very, personal I guess to me even though like it's just like a a, like a pop song that can be enjoyed by a lot of people it's just kind of like that that like bite of happiness and just like bite of just like bliss and fun that you feel I feel like that's something that really captures me you can definitely go on like the Beach Boys also just as like incredible songwriters like seeing the pet sounds like in high school I think was a very like influential moment for me too of just being able to be so emotional and existential from a band that just made songs about surfing even though i don't think any of them actually were really good at surfing <laughs> yeah but, yeah that's, yeah um, just kind of capturing that whole sort of just like summary just like happiness i think is something really cool and that's i think one thing i really want to do a lot with this project is just being able at least for this this era of the band is just be able to like capture that sunshine kind of in a bottle don't let anyone steal my sunshine <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know, it's it, it's it's just it is something about the the idea of just going to the beach and just that summer fun, no matter where you are. Whether it's uh, for me, I, I grew up in Colorado, so you know, going to the beach, you're, I'm not going. You're not going to any beaches there uh, in Colorado. What was, what was uh, like your? Did you ever have like water parks near you? What was like? Let your, me tell you, I am a proud. I was a proud big Kahuna for mm-hmm. three years at Waterworld, which is a, I mean, me and my friends talk about it to this day, how much that, it's one of the things I miss most about going home and, and being in Colorado is actually our water park, Waterworld. Really? They say it's the world's largest, but I, I find that very hard to believe, but it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's it, uh, there's something, again, the, something about the water park that is just uh, the, the absolute, it, it's, it, we loved it. I mean, we, we go that that was definitely our beach thing. Cause it was like, you know, you play the, you play the upbeat summary music, it's 85 degrees and you're just going to go be in, you know, at the beach in the water at least yeah. all day. But I do have a question with your guys' water parks and, and water park experiences. How are your feet doing at the end of the day? Because they, we have a notorious term called water world feet at the end of the day, they're just shredded. It's just painful to walk on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I um I think the last couple times I think the last water or yeah last two water parks I went to I went to last summer I went to Kings Island Soak City um which is the closest one to me right now um but when I was in Florida too I went to like uh, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach at Disney World which are incredible water parks by the way if you ever get a mm-hmm. chance go to Blizzard Beach they have like a ski lift that takes you up to like the top of water slides that sounds awesome it's really awesome but um I deal with it a lot by just wearing Crocs. <laughs> to go everywhere um, see i switch i'm on i'm on the tiva team now so i feel like i'm, I'm good now i'll just uh, wear I feel the like, yeah definitely tivas I, I respect tivas a lot i really want to get a pair at some point but yeah like i, I i've switched i've adapted to the to the sandal lifestyle it's, it, it's a necessary thing for the summer yeah. got to be able to go in and out of water uh with ease there but bexley moms we're gonna get ready to wrap things up here thank you uh thank you both so much for your time a couple more more questions here uh before we before we move on, where where's the best place for people to go out and support what you do? Where, where should people go and head out and check out the music and uh, see what you guys are up to? We have a band camp, so yeah. moms.bandcamp.com, and we're on all streaming services. Yeah, give, give, put us on your playlist. You should uh, tweet our music at Anthony Fantano again to just give him a second look, give him that second look review. <laughs> there you um, go. He'll love it. it. Uh, tweet it at Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. We, uh, yeah. This is not a joke. We actually uh, were able to send it to Steve, and I don't think he listened to it yet. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that's something, though. Yeah. Tell the tweet at Smash Mouth to listen to Bexley Moms. So yeah. there you go. Tweet tweet at Anthony Fantano and tweet at Smash Mouth. <laughs> listen to Bexley Moms there. Find him on uh, on your social media. Platform. Great music to listen for, especially now that uh, everything's heating up and uh, you know everyone's getting ready for for summer. Summer's still happening. You know things might yeah. not be happening, but summer's still happening. And then Bexley Moms is going to be the soundtrack these summers. Song of the summer, three summers Absolutely. in a row. Couch surfing. Where um. For most of our shows, I wear like this tank top and bathing suit just as like a costume. But today I'm actually genuinely wearing it because I'm going to my sister's after this to go into her pool. And I'm so excited. (laughs) Enjoy. And and Matt gave me the answer to this next week. And and if he has a change since his answer last week, we'll we'll see. But but Brie, the name of the show is Groovy Soup. I end the show by asking everyone, what is their favorite type of soup? Wedding soup. Absolutely. What is wedding soup? What is even is wedding soup? So, like, I my frame of reference is like what you get at Olive Garden. So, like, the the small circular noodles with like meatballs, maybe some chicken. It's great. 
wedding soup. There it is. Matt, any updates on here? I can't remember what you said last week, but it, yeah, I've got, I've got an update here. This is an Island breezy update. Um, my, my favorite one is uh, conch chowder uh, as found at Bahama breeze Island grill. Um, if you look on their website, there's a recipe of how you can make it. Conch is it's, it's, it's good. It's definitely, I'm, I'm more of a clam chowder guy, but uh, conch chowder is delicious, but Bexley moms, thank you both so much for your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Bexley Moms for joining the show tonight. Be sure to follow along with the bands on their social media pages. And if you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxtq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxtq.com. Check out every episode of Groovy Soup online at our digital archive on our website, wxtq.com. And until next week, I'm Paul Holden, signing off.